Welcome to the Jacks Rangers Show, a New England Free Jacks fan podcast. And now, Rangers, here's your host, Phil Harris. Huzzah, Rangers. This is Phil Harris again here at the Jacks Rangers Show. This is episode 21, Blackjack. We have come to the point where we are just cruising, man. Cruising here in silly season, the off season. We're only 28 days away until the season kicks off. We heard today that there will be eight regular season home games, game matches at the Veterans Memorial Stadium, a.k.a. Fort Quincy. Our first home game, of course, is going to be the great St. Patrick's Day Festival. That is March the 12th against the uh, Toronto Arrows. Hope to see everybody there. If you see us in the crowd, make sure you say hello, say that you love the Jacks Rangers show, shake our hand. Yeah, really excited, man. I mean, now that the full season schedule is out for MLR and the Free Jacks, it's just you can feel it. It's getting closer by the minute here. We're going to have rugby here in our beautiful United States of America back soon at the highest level, the professional levels. On this episode, guys, We've got Holden Youngert, who is the recent signing. We snatched him away from NOLA, and now he's going to be a part of arguably the best scrum half room in the country. Just awesome to to have him signed on. We, We had a conversation with him. He was an awesome guest. Chris Lynn joined me for that one. Speaking of Chris Lynn, he is going to be the middle interview this week. We have never had him on as an interviewee. We talk about his experience with collegiate rugby and club rugby here in new england we talk about his new podcast that he's got out very excited for him he was inspired by this show and i was inspired by joe uh joe shepherd big joe shepherd who does the three bod rugby group and also of course i was inspired by my good buddy chris phillips that does the spurs up show so everybody's inspiring everybody guys this is just really cool to be a part of and so excited that chris land is venturing out um doing his own thing with his own podcast of course we're going to have him on as a guest outrider and, and someone that will help out with the show as much as possible, but uh, wish him the best of luck. I really enjoyed our conversation with him. And then finally, we've got the biggest icon that we could possibly get on this show in terms of a free jack. It is none other than Kyle, the Eagle Sequera. You're going to hear me gush over this uh, this man during this episode, during this interview. I'm just a big fan of him. Like this guy's personality is just, you know, you just want to have a sit down and have a beer with him. He is so cool. He's cool as a cucumber, guys. And I think that comes through in the interview that I had with him. Just really excited that he's back in the fold here with the Free Jackson year four for him. He is the living embodiment of cool as the best way to describe uh, the Eagles. So can't wait to see him on the pitch this coming season, the 2022 season for our Free Jacks. Yeah, man, super excited about the competition coming back. And um, this episode is a good one. So without further ado, I'm going to jump into the theme music. Then we'll get uh, Holden up first, our new scrum half signing. Then we'll have Chris Lind. And then finally, we'll have Kyle, the Eagle Sequera. I'll jump back on here to close up shop with you. Did want to mention that this episode is brought to you by the Jax Rangers merch store. So go to jaxrangers.com to check out all of our merchandise that is available. Got some cool stuff on here, guys. And, you know, we're going to ex- be expanding this uh, as the months go by. So you will see different products. But right now we've got stuff for the toddlers. We've got some, something for the young uh, Rangers out there. We've got t-shirts. We've got tank tops. We've got drawstring bags for the games. So make sure you bring those out uh, to the game. We'd love to see those. 
We've got a coffee bug. We've got jackets. We've got a polo. We've got a hoodie. We've Hey, it's getting colder weather up here in New England, guys. We've got a hoodie. We've got a pom-pom beanie. We've got a regular cuffed beanie. We've got two different types of hats. My favorite's the trucker hats. We've got that in navy blue and red. And we've got the regular old uh, twill cap, which is a like a, a flex fit that's in the navy blue and red as well. So yeah, check those out on jacksrangers.com forward slash store. Or you can just go to jacksrangers.com and click on the store button there at the top right hand side that'll bring you to the jacks rangers store hey there's something for everybody christmas is coming up too guys so make sure you get uh, the the rangers out there that are in your life one of these excellent uh items here at the jacks rangers show without further ado we're going to hit that theme music kick that mule and we'll get right into the episode i'll see you on the other side Woo! Huzzah, Rangers. This is Phil Harris again here at the Jacks Rangers Show. I've got Holden Youngert here with us. Uh, he is joining as a new Free Jack, a new signing. We also have Chris Lind, uh, one of the guest outriders that joins us from time to time. Dave was not available, so we got the next best person to jump in, in here for the interview, Chris Lind. Uh, Holden, how the hell are you? I'm doing great. Doing great, guys. Uh, thanks for having me on the show. You're welcome, my friend. So let's talk about where are you from? And how did you get involved in rugby? What is your origin story with rugby? Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm from Northern California, this little town um, about 45 minutes north of San Francisco called Petaluma. Mm-hmm. Um, and I probably have a pretty similar story to um, most guys my age or, you know, anybody my age getting into rugby in the U.S. Um, I started when I was a freshman in high school, um, just playing club rugby, fell in love with it. But um you know, even before that, my, my dad played, my uncle played. Um, I grew up a, around the game in some ways. I've got memories of being on the sideline, you know, causing trouble during a men's match, you know, this and that. Um, and so by the time I hit high school, I was just, you know, ready to go for it. Very cool. Um, what, uh, what did your dad or your uncle teach you about rugby that uh, you still hold true to this day? Um. You know, my, almost before every single game, my dad always says to me, you know, go out there and uh, knock somebody down, um, <laughs> you know, which is funny. You can take that a lot. Of, you can take that a lot of ways. And uh, and so, you know, just kind of that that competitive, you know, hard nosed spirit um, that comes with the game is uh, is definitely something that I take to heart a lot. Very cool. Shows when you play. I'll yeah. tell you that much. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, physical- I'm sure you know that. Yeah, physicality is going to be a huge part of this team. And we've heard that from the coaching staff that's coming in. They value physicality so much. So that's going to be awesome to see out there on the pitch. Um, I'm I'm noticing that you're wearing an Argentina Pumas jersey, or at least a shirt there. Got the logo. I used to rock that back in high school, back in 0203, because I was like, well, USA is not very good. And uh, Argentina is the best team in the Americas. So I'm going to get a jersey there. I had the iconic, you know, uh, Visa logo on there. It was so sick. I used to wear it all the time. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to let Chris Lynn jump in here and take over with some questions. I appreciate your time, Holden. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, cheers. Hey, man. So thanks for coming on the show. Welcome to Boston. 
I see you're already uh, acclimating to the weather, rocking long sleeves and a hat. So <laughs> it's fall in New England. Uh, definitely. I don't know. I've been down in the Georgia area. It gets pretty hot down south, even, you know, even in the winter time. I think it's already colder here now for the most part than it will be down there all year. So it's yeah, true. You're getting, you're getting acclimated. But uh, so I had a question is that, uh, you know, how did you end up with the free jacks? Cause I noticed uh, I used to play for mystic river way, way back in the day. I'm an old man and I still follow the team. And I noticed that your name came up on the roster sheet and I was like, Hey, I know that, that guy's not from around here. So can you tell yeah. us about how you, how you got up here? Yeah, um, definitely. So, I mean, I, I'm super stoked to be up here um, with the Free Jacks. I'd say, I don't know if it was luck or, you know, maybe a little bit of, you know, reputation uh, carving my way up here. But um, at the end of last year, my, uh, my girlfriend, Maddie, um, she got into her master's nursing program um, over at uh, MGH here in Boston. And so um, that was a sure thing. She wasn't going to stay in NOLA. Um, I was, you know, hoping to come with her. So I, I, I put the feelers out. I tried to get, get just about any number I could, whether it was a, um, um, Magleby, you know, top, top guy at the free Jacks or, uh, Tom kindly, um, you know, I reached out, I hit up just about anybody I could, um, you know, asking just for a chat to see what things were like. And, um, those stuck around. Um, my, my contract was up at NOLA. I know they wanted to keep me and, you know, I would have loved to stay that, uh, I had, you know, great years there. So, um, but I got the opportunity. Um, we made things work and I've landed up here and, you know, playing a bit of ball for mystic. Um, but you know, the contract just got released. So I'll be here for uh, three years at the free Jacks. Man, that's great. I got to be honest with you. Happy you're now with us and no longer against us. You called a, it caused us all sorts of problems. Uh, you weren't, you weren't, you're you're never far from the, far from the action. That's for sure. I watched uh, the free Jacks home game when you guys came up close matches, both of them last year. Uh, yeah. So just glad you're glad you're out here. And that's an interesting story. So that kind of leads me to the next question. What do you do during the off season when you're not playing, playing rugby? Um, so I do a bit of this and a bit of that. Um, I'm sure as most people know, you know, you're chasing the ball around. It's hard to get settled into a, a strict career, you know, and give the hours and you could tell your, uh, you tell your boss, you know, maybe I have to go for six months out of the year. Um, yeah. I've got my other jobs calling me. Um, I know how but, that is. Yeah. Um, but you know, if you know anybody that, uh, is willing to hire a, uh, a guy that's, you know, seasonal like that, you know, give, have them give me a ring. Um, nice. Yeah, but I usually pick up some odd gigs. I, uh, I've got some experience in landscaping. Uh, actually, I'm living in Charlestown right now and just found a job that um, they do almond milk. Um, they produce this really nice almond milk. So it's right down the street from me. I go in there a couple times a week, uh, help out and, you know, make a little cash and uh, get a little almond milk to go. And so it's a good time. It's a good little time nice. to get my feet wet uh, in, in the city. Yeah. How are you enjoying being up in Boston? I mean, obviously it's a completely different, uh, I've never been to new Orleans. I've been to Louisiana, unfortunately that the bad part, the not, not fun part <laughs> to be, but, uh, how, how's it been being in Boston compared to new Orleans? It's, um, it's great. It's, uh, honestly, uh, I've been here for a couple months now and 
um, I was a little culture shocked at first, you know, going from California to New Orleans, I got that. Um, and then going from New Orleans up to here, kind of counter culture shocked again. Um, but I'm a, yeah, I kind of got my feet on the ground and uh, I made some friends, you know, through rugby and mystic and, uh, and elsewhere. And so I'm, uh, I'm getting used to it. I'm still kind of shooken, you know, shaken up about the cold. It's already freezing out here. Um, oh, it's getting, so. it gets worse. Oh it yeah. It's going to get a lot worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's still pretty it's mild. Like, yeah. It's kind of like Nolan that, um, you know, in Nola, it's, it's hotter than anything over the summer. And, you know, everybody's windows up, AC blasting. You go from your house to your car to, you know, wherever else. You're always indoors. Or you're outside maybe with, like, a beer in your hand or something. Um, yeah. But, yeah, up here I'm, like, kind of waiting to do that same thing with the winter. Go from heater to uh, heater in the car and, you know, the next, the next warm yeah. spot. That's it, man. You, wait, you wake up this morning, it's heat in the car, and then – AC, maybe sometimes in the afternoon, though, that weather is pretty much gone for us. Uh, so the other thing that I noticed, so when I looked at the roster sheet for the, for the Mystic Games, you've been suiting up at number 10. Is that going to be something that's going to continue or? Um, honestly, I don't know. Uh, I've, I've been playing nine for so long. Uh, when I showed up at Mystic, obviously, they've got a, a talented bunch. Um, I was kind of the new guy, so you know, anything they, they asked or said, I just said, okay. Um, you know, my first game with them, actually, they put me on the wing and, uh, I told the coach, uh, Bubs, he asked me if I was cool out there. And I said, you know, I'm like, frankly, I'm not your burner. Um, but I'll give it a go. And, you know, and then, then he bumped me into 10. Um, I think I actually get to play nine this week, which, uh, which will be, you know, a happy transition back. Um, but going forward, you know, I don't know. I'd like to add as many tools to the uh, to the kit as I can. So, you know, if I can uh, if I can keep working my game at ten and getting more minutes, you know, I wouldn't mind stepping in there in an MLR match. Nice. I was fortunate enough to play opposite uh, Bubba a couple times back in the day. Uh, he would be the open side. I'd be the blind side because I can't cover that kind of ground. But it's nice to see he's still doing well. Um, I had a couple of weird questions. So I, I had to like look into your career a little bit. And I noticed that you played for a club that I've heard of before you played out in Australia for the East. How was that? Yeah, the East were good. Um, really good time. I played fresh out of college. I was in, got ticket, um, out to Canberra. Um, I got to do a little bit of training with like the Brumbies, uh, at their headquarters. Um, you know, kind of seeing, seeing those guys in the gym and on the field, uh, every day was pretty, pretty cool. But, um, playing for the East was great. You know, they were at the time, um, the Canberra side is kind of down on their luck. They didn't, uh, they didn't have the best numbers or the best season. Um, so a few of us American guys came down there. We, we suited up and, uh, and had a crack with them for a few games and it was a blast, you know, real hard nosed rugby down in Canberra. So they learned a lot. There. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I played club rugby with a guy he had played, he was not on the premier side, but he had, he was in the East. And so when I saw that, I was like, wow, that's, I've heard of them before. So that's a small rugby world. And then I yeah. guess my, uh, my, my final, my final question for you is kind of a interesting one. I'm curious about it. So you'll notice that I don't have any hair and you have dropped into probably the team with the best hair in the league. So I'm sure you're going to be right at home and, and you go both ways. You go 
with the with the hair and the facial hair and you and you're hitting up the combos do you plan that out or is that spontaneous week to week depending on how you're feeling like do you got that all lined up right now yeah i've always got something going on up there you know um i'm kind of working on my mola game right now growing it out um we'll see where that goes you know um in New Orleans, I know I, I did the uh, the bleached hair a lot, kind of frosted my tips, kind of went gold with it. Um, and, you know, believe it or not, those were for a couple of uh, – those were like locker room punishments, you know. Um, oh, nice. So, yeah, I, I learned to live with it, embrace it a little bit. Um, but I'm not, I'm not afraid to go back to that. Um, okay. you, you might see the chops come back, bringing those in. Uh, I see you got the – Phil, you got the mustache for November, so I might hop on that as well. We got, we got a, a bit of time to uh, decide. For sure. Yeah, I was watching. I was watching some of your highlights at was against Life. I think it was like the seventy third minute in one of the finals. You had some pretty, pretty gnarly chops. You got that inside pass <laughs> from. I think it was one of the flankers. He just yeah, dished Kevin it to you. Yeah, and you were gone, man. The hand went right up. You're like, I know this is it. Lights out. Yeah, I'm he done. did all the hard work for me. That was uh, that was. Oh, great. he certainly did. Hey, you he he yeah. showed a couple good changes of burst and pace there, though. You were speeding <laughs> up to catch him, and you slowed down, and you sped up again to score the try. It was nice yeah. stuff. But the chops game, that's what I was like, whoa, that, that's, a, <laughs> yeah. that's a flyer right there. Yeah, so. it gets people going. You know, it's something to remember. Um, you know, and some people focus on it, especially on the other team. You know, some guys don't like the chops. Um, and you know, but usually the boys love it. So they, I'll bring them back. Well, you will fit right in up here in new England. My friend, there are a lot of, there's the hair game is strong here. Yeah. You got to give the people what they want. You know, it's true. I, I, I don't disagree. Well, Hey, those are all my questions for you. Uh, thank you for being gracious enough to answer them all. Appreciate it. Yeah. 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 No problem. Thanks, Chris. So, uh, before we get you out of here, I just wanted to open the floor, Holden, for any comments that you have, um, introduction to the Free Jack fan base out here, the Rangers, the floor is yours to say whatever you want to the fans out there. Oh, man. Um, I guess I just got to start off with, uh, thanks for having up, having me up here. Um, you know, I, this is really my first time to the Northeast besides a few business trips, um, over the years. So, you know, I'm just stoked to get, a, get after it get together with the boys and uh, try to give you guys a good show. So, uh, you know, come out support and, you know, hopefully we'll, uh, we'll see you guys uh, with the championship. That would be amazing. The best fan base in MLR deserves a shield this coming season, I think for sure. Um, Let's talk uh, before we get you out of here, we do something called one word association. It's every single episode at this point, we might mix it up eventually, but right now this is the best thing going. Um, So I'm going to say one word or two words, just the first thing that pops in your head, one word response, throw it back at me. Okay. Okay. All right. The first one here is new Orleans. Gumbo. All right. MLR. Rugby. I mean, those are kind of synonymous, but. Yes. Um, Boston. I want to say Beantown. All right. That's cool. No problem. Yeah. Um, USA. I just, you know, red, white, and blue. There you go. Mags. Magglesby. Yeah, there we go. Uh, I don't know if I can get away with this one. You know, he's kind of the the, the big ginger. <laughs> All right, ginger's fine. 
Um, we might have to edit that out. No, we won't. <laughs> um, final thing here, free jacks. Free jacks. Uh, let's ride. All right. Perfect, man. This That's is the fantastic. hashtag, right? Yeah, absolutely. Let's ride. Um, we, we say something on this show to get out of here. Um, every single episode now, we say huzzah. So I'm going to um, give us a countdown, and we'll all shout huzzah into the microphone here. Three, two, one. Huzzah! Huzzah! Huzzah, Rangers. This is Phil Harris again here at the Jacks Rangers Show. Today I'm joined with Chris Lind as an interviewee for the first time ever. Chris, how the hell are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Not too bad, man. Not too bad. Let's start out with telling the folks, uh, the Rangers out there, where are you from? All right. I am from Hooksett, New Hampshire, but I currently reside in Manchester and I have lived in New Hampshire my entire life. It's beautiful here, man. I moved here 11 years ago. I never want to leave. <laughs> yeah, I tell people that all the time. But un unfortunately, I will add that people are starting to discover the Shire. Ho house prices are up yes. unbelievably. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I don't blame them. It's nice up here, but I wish they wouldn't flock here in droves. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, that's going to be a problem for a while, unfortunately. I heard that this, this has nothing to do with the podcast, but I heard like there's 20,000 houses that were not built during the time where like the, the demand started to rise. So that's why the prices are going up. There's just not enough houses for the people that want to purchase them. So, yeah, yeah I think a lot of it has to do with remote working as well. Yeah. People are, you know, and our population is aging and this is like, we're not vacation land like Maine, but right. it's very beautiful up here and people are realizing that. And so they're like, Hey, I'm going to go live there. So yeah, it's, it's a smart move, but uh, yeah, there's not a lot of housing for people at the moment. So uh, no. tell us your origin story with rugby. All right. So I started playing in the spring of 2005. I was just in high school. I was a junior. I uh, played high school football like most uh, American males do. And uh, a friend of mine, he ran into my now friend, mentor and high school coach he ran into him he was buying he worked at a sports store and uh he was buying stuff from him and he was like hey you're a big kid we got a high school rugby team you should come play and we were doing a project and i was like hey man so when are we doing this project he's like i don't know i'm skipping out on the time i'm going to play rugby and i was like what's that and youtube was like in its infancy but he sent me a youtube video and i watched it and i was like that seems pretty wild can i come and he was like yep and so uh I, you know, I was driving on my own, but we didn't have a lot of family cars. So my dad drove me over to practice because he was interested. He wanted to check it out. And I remember like, I was about the same size I am now. Uh, and I'm about six, six, one, two twenty, And that's about the size I was at 17 too. And mm -hmm. I remember this coach when I, when I met coach the first time, uh, he shook my dad's hand and said, thank you. Thank you for bringing him. And I had no idea what was going on. Uh, <laughs> and then it's just been one thing after another from there and i'm still still here involved in the game 15 years later so that's awesome man uh yeah. what have you been up to in the silly season i haven't been up to much man i've just been working uh trying to stay in tune as much as i can with the team uh i follow a lot of the stuff that you post mm -hmm. you know and and then the team the team page and then i'm actually working we're starting to get our high school team fired back up again uh, we're in talks with another uh, high school group from the seacoast in New Hampshire to kind of maybe, maybe at some point join forces, but at least now train together in the winter to, to split the cost. Cause obviously it's very cold outside in New Hampshire and you cannot play. I mean, we could play outside right now, but in a couple of weeks, there's going to be snow. And so yes. outdoor training won't be an option. And 
why not just train indoors in short sleeves and actual rugby shorts and our hands aren't freezing off. So yeah, we're getting, we're getting ready to do that. So that's kind of what I've been working on. Awesome. That's great. Um, hope that is successful. We need more youth teams in New Hampshire. I mean, there's very few uh, right now. So the more the merrier for sure with that. Um, mm -hmm. Let's build them up for sure. Um, talk about your experience overall with New England rugby, right? From, from your years, from, you know, high school age, all the way to when you, you know, stop playing. Talk about that. Um, you know, I think that it's a fun area of the country to, to play in. Uh, I've met people from other areas. I, I don't know. I'll, I'll refer to them as regions of the country. I think now out in California and NorCal and SoCal, it's, it's getting pretty big, but I would always say that like, it's just kind of fun, like rugby South, like where you're from. I don't think it has been a big, big thing until recently. Like when I played in high school, I didn't really know about a lot of the teams from the South. A lot of the um, big time college teams weren't from the South and then like life university, uh, Lindenwood, all those teams started popping up and getting really good. Um, I don't know. I would just say it's very fun. It's very, it's very uh, fortunate for rugby players in new England, because whether you're at the high school level or college or even men's, you know, our region is not that big. And so you're crossing, you know, you're playing teams from three, four five different States, like the high school team that my friend, John and I, well, John started it. I joined up with him to coach. Uh, we started, and at first we only played teams in New Hampshire and there was only like two. And then, you know, by the time of our final season before the pandemic, we were playing in a varsity league in Connecticut and playing against some wow. of the top high school teams in the Northeast. And then we, uh, we didn't get to play in their leagues, uh, cause Massachusetts had enough teams. So they're like, you can't be a part of the league, but we'll play you. And we played, I think it's called Myro. So we played a couple Myro teams and they're pretty cool. They let us play them. And, and that's kind of how it was for me in high school too. I never got to play any teams from Connecticut, but like when I was in high school, we played St. John's prep BC high, uh, Arlington Catholic, uh, central Catholic. So it was pretty cool. I just think that it's, it's, it's a hotbed. There's so many teams um, and there's so many divisions. Like when I was in, when I was in college, we had division one, you know, your Dartmouth's um, UNH at the time, uh, Norwich at the time, no longer, but we had a pretty strong showing from the top to the bottom on the national like level. So those teams would make, you know, final four, sweet 16, stuff like that, all the way to small school. Like I went to Plymouth state, we were small school national champions in 2008. Mm -hmm. So, and that's actually a real national championship now. Like when we won it, it was really just like the best of the East coast. Nobody came from out West because the D three game just didn't really exist out there. So yeah, that's how I'd describe it. Yeah. Funny story about you playing for a national championship. The opposing coach is now the coach at Carolina uh, the, I'm also I'm on the rugby board there at the University of South Carolina, uh, alumni there. But our our new head coach, who's an alumni of Carolina, was at Furman coaching them against you back in the day. That's pretty wild. Oh no, kidding! Small yeah. rugby world. Yeah, we broke their hearts. I kind of I had I felt bad for them because they had lost the year before as well to the representative right. from New England. But you want to bring that full circle. So the year before, he coached against Josh Smith, the first coach of the Free Jacks, yep. when he was coaching. Um, it wasn't uh, who was it? Bentley Bentley College. Okay. And yeah. then because they had won like two back to back, or they had made like the final four back to back years, they they forced them to move up to Division Two. They're like, get out of here. Yeah. You're clearing <laughs> us out. That's so, hilarious. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, he won uh, several national championships, just not the in the time frame that you're talking about. Yeah, so very, yeah, they're always been very good. I heard. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he actually created the pitch down there and like funded it, so they named it after him. Uh, it's pretty wild. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Very cool. Um, let's talk about what you. What do you feel like here is your greatest accomplishment as a player? Not just in college. You know, what what about men's club? All of that combined. What's your greatest accomplishment? Um. You know, I would have to say it was definitely our, our small school national title. That was just a fun, it was just a fun run of games and, and it was a good time. Uh, I got really badly hurt, but I kept playing. So that was a cool, like, that's a cool story to tell. I broke my face in three spots and I didn't know. So I just kept playing. And then at the end of the game, my eye was like swollen shut and I mean, but we won. So it was, uh, it was over. (laughs) <laughs> the seven hour bus ride back to New Hampshire right. partied up. And then the next morning I felt awful and I was in the hospital and they were right. like, Hey, your nose isn't broken, man. It's your face. I'm like, ouch. Yeah. Uh, so that would be the best one, I guess. And then another one was playing for mystic too. Uh, just being able to be on such a good club at the time they were up and coming. So I had played college and then I, for, I forewent my senior year at college to play men's league. I played for Amiskeg and we were like a middle of the road slash lower tier D one team. We, we were okay. A lot of good guys. I loved playing with them. It was awesome. And then we kind of, you know, we didn't play playoffs. We didn't make playoffs as Amiskeg. And then that was my senior year and, and mystic was down some players and a buddy of mine had started playing with them and he was like, Hey, come to training. And it's, it's rugby. So when they, at the time, I always had a pair of boots and shorts in the car. So I was ready to rock and roll. So I went down there and, and got a run in with them. And, and they were like, Hey man, you're not, you're not so bad. You know, do you want to come out and play? What's your deal? And I was like, well, I'm graduating college right now. So I can't make your playoff game, um, but I'll come back and I'll see you guys in the fall. And I played uh, pretty much one fall and spring with them. And that was also a very fun time. I got to play against Nyack, mm-hmm. uh, all those other, you know, good clubs, some USA level players and, I was not, not as good as them, but it was fun to play against them. Right. Yeah. You know, be on the same field as them. So that was cool. Sure. Yeah, man. I, I tell people all the time, like when I graduated from Carolina and moved up here, I, if I was going to play rugby, it was going to be like at a D3, just like a social level. And at that time, Amoskeg, which is here in Manchester, they were in D1. So they were trying to compete with these big Boston teams. And, and yeah. I went out to one of their practices. And I was like, this is not for me. Like, I was just yeah. like, this is way too intense for the level that I wanted to play. Um, mm. So I never played with them. And that's because, you know, they were trying to be a D1 powerhouse. And I was just yep. like a D3 experience, like a social club experience. So, yeah, that pretty much ended my rugby career. <laughs> and yeah. Like, because uh, there's no other club nearby other than like Seacoast slash Freedom. But that's like, what, 30 minutes one way. I didn't really yeah, want to do that. So, yeah. Yeah. And that's the other thing too, kind of going back to one of your questions before, like, I think that the, also the new England region is extremely competitive, mm-hmm. um, you know, especially at, at all levels, even the social levels, those teams are, are pretty competitive. And right. yeah, I think, you know, in Manchester, there was just not a lot, the same level of athlete pool than down in the Boston area and, right. and then the collegiate pool too, like all the guys, you know, all the guys coming out of all the Massachusetts colleges, if they're staying, you know, I'm going to go get a job in, in the Boston area. And at the time when I was out, it, you know, you could play for Middlesex Barbarians. There's no longer a club. They merged with Mystic, but you could play at Mystic. You could play for Boston. You could play for the Wolfhounds. If you're down the South shore and you didn't want to fight through the traffic, you know? So right. it was like, you had, you had a lot of options and all those teams were D1, you know? So it was, 
Yeah. It was fun. <laughs> I'm sure it was, man. Like, I, I love that picture of you that we're going to use where you got the, oh, uh, the mystic, uh, jersey on, the kit, and it's, uh, it says Miller Lite on the front. It's hilarious. Yeah, I think that was uh, testing my memory. I've been hitting the head a bunch of times. We'll see. Yeah. I think that was against um, Nova, so Northern Virginia. And yes. I believe I believe that was the round of 32. Might have been round of 16, but they came up to Pine Banks and uh i was just a substitute in that game i came on probably i think like the 60th minute and i caught i caught a pass just a little inside ball and they were like primarily a um their team had a lot of islanders and they were very like sevens built they were they were built for speed right and uh so we ground out the win uh i think we won comfortably can't remember the score line but yeah, not not a good tackling team, Nova. At least not that year, because I'm very slow, and I busted through those two tackles and went on to dish it, and then it got dished again, and we scored a try off of that. So I love that picture. It was a good action shot. It makes me look like an athlete, but right. <laughs> <laughs> the um, glory days. Cue the cue the Springsteen. Right, exactly. Yeah, I'm going to be reliving my glory days down at Carolina this weekend. I'm going down uh, for alumni weekend for Carolina rugby. So it's the first time I've ever attended an alumni weekend for Carolina rugby. So it should be a lot of fun. Well, that's good, man. Hope you have a good time. Alumni weekends can't beat them. Yeah, exactly. Um, Tell me. So, you know, we've talked about this before. You're the first person to provide feedback on the Jacks Rangers show. I asked for feedback. You were readily available for that. We appreciate that always, of course. Um, how did you stumble upon it, the show that is, and what drew you into the content? You know, I just thought it was cool that someone was, um, well, hold on, first things first, what, how did I find the show? To be honest with you, I cannot remember. I think I saw, I want to say like I saw that you had shared uh, one of the Free Jacks posts or something to yeah. that effect. And I was like, hey, what's this? And then, you know, I saw it. And at the time I was recently home from training. And I was like, Hey, all right, cool. And I like to listen to podcasts on the way in to when I was going to work. Um, we were still doing uh, vaccinations up here in New Hampshire, running vaccination sites, the national guard, I'm in the guard. Mm-hmm. And so I was, I was running one of those and I was just listening to the podcast. And so I was like, Hey, I'll give it a listen. And when I listened, I thought it was like a pretty interesting, I think I found you when you were at like episode three, okay. I want to say it was three. So I just binged listen through the first one. And then I listened to the second one on the way home and you were asking for feedback. And so I was like, I mean, I don't, I'm not, this is not throwing shade. I was like, but I was like, how big can this podcast really be? And I was like, so I'm just going to toss some feedback out there and see what happens. And I was like, if the guy, if the guy thinks I'm, you know, if the guy thinks I'm a weenie and doesn't respond to me, like, well, I'll just keep listening to the show. Cause I thought that the show was interesting and I thought it was cool. Like, um, that you got people from the club and from the organization on the podcast. And so I was just like, Hey, if he wants to get better, I was like, this is what I noticed. I was like, maybe, maybe this is just me. And I don't know. I was like, this is my opinion. And so I sent you the feedback and you were like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to do that or whatever. Or you were like, nah, I mean, yeah, but what are you going to do? And it was good. I I just liked the banter and I just like, I just, I don't know. It gave me something to get involved in, so I just followed on from there. Yeah, it's been awesome to have you on the show as a guest outrider. You've jumped in on some interviews as well uh, when in Dave's ab- Dave's absence, uh, so it's been awesome. It's very cool that we actually live in the same town, um, and we actually met each other at one of the games. I can't remember which one it was, and uh, um, I got you on. Nola, I think. Uh, yeah, Nola, that might have been yeah. it. 
and I got yeah. you on to do um, like a prediction before the game. <laughs> and you were standing beside of me and you were like, do you remember what you said? Jack's by phone. Yeah. Yes. But you were uh, like, Oh, you're a lot taller than I, than I figured. you Oh were. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it freaked me out. I don't know why, but like, yeah. I was just like, I mean, because well, the thing was, is you had said on your show, you, you even said before I played second row and yes. listen, I played second row at six foot one, which I really, I mean, when there's levels to the game and you don't see any internationals at six, one at second row, and there's a reason for that. Uh, I just played it because I didn't mind grinding it out there on all at all levels that I played. Uh, But I I mean, you had mentioned that. So I just should have figured that you were going to be like six, three or something or plus, you know, but I don't know why I was surprised, but yeah, that was genuine though. I was like, what? Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) Your reaction, you you did seem surprised, but it was, yeah, it was just very funny. I remember that. Um, what else was I going to say to you? Um, what was your favorite moment from last season for the Jacks? And tell us your overall impression of the first full season. Yeah. So what was the first part of it again? I, uh, what I, was your favorite moment from last season? I think my favorite moment was just my first game. Um, you know, as many American rugby fans, I'm sure can relate with me on this one, um, especially people who have been following the game for a long time. There's been a lot of iterations of or attempts at, you know, like pro rugby. There was like, you know, there used to be like different divisions at the top level of men's club, but it was always the same clubs and it was club. And then pro rugby was around for a while and it's all just never come to fruition. So like parking my car at Fort Union point and rolling up on the first, on the first pro rugby game. Like I didn't have high expectations. Like I didn't think that it was going to be this, like, you know, I didn't, I knew I wasn't going to a Red Sox or a Celtics or a Bruins game or a Patriots game, but you know, I was just excited that there are professional athletes from all around the world on both sides every weekend mm-hmm. um, playing really good rugby. And I, th- I just thought, I hope this can continue because, you know, we've talked sidebar conversations off the show about this, how it's up and comers like uh, Leon Conradi, like trying to break into upper echelon competitions and like, yes. hey, this is, ga- this is game film for this guy, right? right? It's, it's people like that, but it's also people like... Um, the Aussie stars, they got out there on, on the Giltinis. Mm-hmm. Ew. Yep. Oh, that, the Giltinis. Ew. <laughs> the name just yeah. kills me. But Say, anyway, oh, oh. right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> out there in Los Angeles. Yes. Yeah. Um, but, you know, and guys on their way out and they're re- doing a retirement tour, like, and they're just coming to try to help grow the game and, and yep. get some footy in. And so I, I was just, that first game that I went to was, was pretty exciting. I went to the arrows game when we played the arrows and, I thought that that was a great match. Um, well, well fought. It was a little cold. And then like the next time they played, it was super hot. And yeah. Yeah. And then just my overall impression is like, I just love how it just keeps growing. You can see like the, uh, how it keeps evolving, you know, like little things you notice people commenting online and they take that feedback and then they make the improvements or they take the feedback for what it is. Sometimes it's trolling and they're just like, all right, well, and they move on with it uh, right but i just i just like i just like the whole vibe of it man like especially shows like this where you're getting the captain of the team the ceo of the team uh the performance manager of the team yeah. that they're willing to reach out to people and interact and engage i think that that's rugby in the united states it's a very engaging like they very inclusive like hey like you want to talk to me cool let's talk right. and yeah. that's a kind of added that's a very rug, american rugby vibe to it and i like that as well 
for sure. I mean, you're not going to get Robert Kraft on a podcast that you just started up about the Patriots. You know, it's just not going to happen. So it, it is, it's an awesome experience. I mean, it, this we're all in the, involved in this at the ground level. We're building it up. And there's been progression. I expect progression next year as well with, you know, the the fan experience at Fort Quincy is going to be better than it was at Fort Union Point for sure. And, you know, I expect the product on the field to be better as well. I mean, this is the city of champions, right? So I expect us to make the playoffs. And I think our, I think everybody should, as a, a ranger out there, should expect the minimum expectation for this team should be playoffs, right? Um, mm-hmm. To try to get a chance at winning a shield. Um, so I'm just excited, man, for the season. I know a lot of people are. Um, it's pretty quickly approaching. It's been a long off season, right? But uh, we, we can kind of see the finish line here. I'm, I'm really fired up about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited. And I'm honestly excited um, for the league to keep expanding. Like Dallas is finally getting added this year. Right. Um, you know, I know, you know, again, longtime American rugby fans will know what I'm talking about. There were Chicago Lions and Chicago Griffins. I'd love to see Chicago get a get a get a club going, yep. uh, get a franchise out there soon. And I just hope it just keeps growing. And also sidebar with Rugby Rant podcast. I'm hoping for you to get back on there and get a couple dubs for, for us here. I fully expect that as yeah. as well. I think you were cheated uh, before, but well, that's, that's a story for another time. I feel but, like the guests don't win. I mean, I, I haven't seen a lot of their stuff. I mean, I, I love what they're doing. I'm, I'm glad that they're like the champions of American rugby shows out there. At least it seems mm-hmm. that way. Um, yep. Scott has been awesome with us and helping us out over here, but uh I, I think it's just like they never pick the guests. I could be wrong, but um, – and also at the same time, like when I'm formulating like what I'm going to talk about, my thought is like, oh, I want to win. I just like – I want to get by and not sound like an idiot, basically. I, I just don't want to like fall on my face. So well, when yeah. you want to talk about growth, that's what you do for the first time out. The True. second time out, now we're building. Yeah, Now absolutely. we're winning, right? right? Yeah. So I, that's what I, I – I think we're going to build. I think that the Jacks Ranger show – host phil harris is going to take is going to be the first guest to take down a dub on the rugby rant you heard it here first that's my that would be cool that would be awesome for the show yeah for sure um so yeah we'll think about that and hope for that in the future as as a future goal that's a good idea chris i appreciate that so again you're you're providing this feedback and i'm listening and i'm taking this in and we'll try to get better for sure i just wish my mustache game was as strong as yours (laughs) here's i can i I'll tell you, obviously the mustache is very trendy. I've had it for like on and off for like a couple of years now. And the reason for that is, is the first time that I've mentioned this anywhere, maybe, um, is I have a problem growing in a beard. Okay. So Mm -hmm. I'm not a real big, big beard guy anyway. I I Mm -hmm. love the stash, but I mean, the reason I've settled on this facial hair is it's just not, not, not a big growing a beard type of guy. It doesn't really come in very well. I guess that's my Appalachian DNA but it doesn't grow in well right in this area. It looks bad. So, yeah, I mean, I love the mustache, man. I think it's here to stay. One of our – well, I don't know if you were with me, but somebody was like, oh, you're growing it out for Movember or whatever. And I didn't say anything at the time, but I was like, nah, man, this is this is here to stay. Like, <laughs> this thing ain't going anywhere. It's on the free I, re- I really wish that I could grow a mustache, but basically the way you describe your beard is my entire facial hair situation, and now obviously – for yeah. those watching the video, I have also no hair on my head, yet I have extremely bushy eyebrows. So I wish, <laughs> I mean, you can't pick these things. Yes. Luckily, I have a nice round head. I look nice bald, but right. <laughs> sometimes I wish I could rock that mustache just for some, just for some fun and 
and for some antics, you know, yeah. but yeah. Amen. Nope. I, again, it all came about because I couldn't grow a beard and I was a little self-conscious about it. So I just grew the mustache. So yeah, do whatever works. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Um, so let's talk about who does you, who's your favorite player on the free jacks. I don't think I've ever talked to you about this. Oh, my favorite player, you know, I don't know why, but I don't, I, yeah, I'm going to sound like a homer here, I guess, but I really like Josh Larson, man, for the engine room. Let's go. El Capitan. You know what I mean? He's a hard nosed player and you've had him on the show a couple of times. Yes. And he's, and he's not flashy. He's just the dog, man. He goes to work and I just have a special appreciation for that because that's what I did. Like, I'm not the guy, I don't have a lot of carries when I played. And, and so, I mean, not to make it about myself, but it's just like when, when you're watching a game, you, I, I don't know, maybe it's just me. I'm more in tune with people that played the game. Like I did. Right. Obviously he's much better, like yeah. <laughs> levels, like multiple yeah, international multi- player. Yeah, for yeah sure. multiple and multiple levels, but like, he's just a, he's just a workhorse, man. He gets right. after it. And then a close one, one, I, I'll call him one and one a is his second row partner, Jackson Thebes, man. There you go. He gets after it and he quietly goes about his business and you know, what a story of a, a, a football player played for Montana mm-hmm. was playing at Endicott college. Fun fact. I actually refereed a game when he was playing for Endicott against Plymouth state. I refereed a game with him in it. He was an absolute monster wow. crushed. I mean, it was a D three game and I was a last minute ref. So I didn't really give as many cards as I probably should have, but he not only was winning penalties, but he probably should have been responsible for a bunch of people going to the sin bin for professional fouls because <laughs> they could they couldn't keep him off the ball. He was a poaching machine, at least at that level, obviously. Um, yeah, so I really like the engine those engine room boys. Those are my guys. You know, I really rarely say second row as my favorite players, but yeah, I mean, having played second row lock um, when I was a young man and you know, Josh Larson is just the utmost professional, like behind the scenes guys, like, you know, we're talking to him and interacting with him on social media and stuff like that. He is with it, man. Like he's going to be there when we ask him to be there. He doesn't get paid for any of these appearances or whatever, but he is just always spot on, always willing to help out and jump on the podcast, the show here and, you know, uh, promote the free jacks and that sort of thing. So it's really hard to look away from him. I agree, man. Like, and he's just one of those guys. He's not, like you said, he's not flashy. There's no no ego there. You can tell why he's a great captain because, you know, he just, he's just a great example of, you know, leadership and, and professionalism and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah. yeah have you ever heard of Johnny Eels? Mm-mm. Who's that? He was a former captain of Australia. When I first got into rugby, I DVDs, right? Oh my God, what are those? Yep. But uh, DVDs, I bought a DVD, an All Blacks DVD, and it was like highlights, but they play Australia obviously all the time. And that was like where I fell in love with like second rowers was Johnny Eels, like watching him play. He's a former captain of Australia, number five for them and he he was their goal kicker believe it or not what? yes during the early tri-nations he was their goal kicker because the dude had a boot hmm. and yeah i don't know so i just love the position i love the engine room you know some at six one i always I, you know i could moonlight and play blindside flanker but i loved playing second row yeah. it was definitely in my home and i like and so i'm a homer and so when i'm seeing those second rows out there 
getting good carries or just a little dish inside, you know, the soft, the soft touch from the big man. Yeah. I like that to That's enable cool. the try, you know, very cool, man. Very cool. Uh, what, out of all the players that uh, have been announced, who are you most excited about, whether it be somebody that has been retained or a new player coming in? Uh, you know, so I don't know much about the new players coming in and I haven't looked into them. And so shame on me. I got to do some homework, but I'm super excited about Walker coming back. Yeah. Um, you know, again, don't know much about him or his career other than he was in New Zealand and he's play and he plays in the, um, just a one level below super rugby there. Uh, but that's still an insanely high level compared to like, I feel like, what is it? The mi- miter 14. I think it used like to be called the miter cup. I don't think that's it anymore. So I'm not sure. Yeah. I don't know either. Yeah. Whatever. But either way, he plays. He plays in the. I think it's whatever the New Zealand Provincial League. Yes. Uh, whatever their sponsor is now, and it's a really high level. And you know, he came up here. He played one season in New England, and and I don't want to say I didn't expect him to come back, but it's just like that's a pretty high caliber, and so I was excited to see him come back because I feel like he's so versatile, uh, like Dougie Fife. You know what I'm saying? They're, they're so versatile. They can play multiple positions and they give the, the coaching. And so that's the other thing too, the, the coach, I was super excited about Scott Matthew coming on um, again, starting to look into these folks, but I'm super excited. I think the free Jacks, because I've been loosely paying attention to the other clubs. And I think that the free Jacks are evolving and pushing that, yeah. pushing that envelope. We want seasoned veterans, but we want up and comers and we're, and then we're mixing in Americans in the fold. So they're doing all the things that the league said that the league wanted to do. Right. And I really appreciate all of that. And they're also creating a winning formula out of it. You know, sure. So super excited, but yeah, I would have to say Walker coming back was, I was super happy to see that. It's hard to look away from him and he was so vital for us last season, whether it be the kick, kicking boot or making things happen uh, on our offensive uh, runs there. Um, it's called the Bunnings NPC now, so it's no longer the Miner okay. Cup. I was, I was right, but yeah, it must be some sort of uh sponsor that uh, bought the rights to it or whatever. But yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's hard to look away from him or Dougie Fife as the most exciting guys, uh, that's going to be returning. Um, yeah, it's going to be awesome. I can't wait to see because you know, Scott Matthew has talked about what he wants this team to look like, uh, through the interviews through us here at the Jacks Ranger Show, and the, the word that he mentioned several times was physicality like that is so important to him so i'm excited to see us like punch people in the mouth but at the same time i still want that razzle dazzle with the backs play to just have a lot of running rugby so i expect the forwards to just dominate and you know throw the ball out wide let's see some exciting tries that's what i want for the team yeah and and you know there's different you know as we were talking about the captain josh larson and you know just being such a workhorse and a consummate professional there's different types of of leadership as well and so you have these guys that have been exposed to some pretty to maybe higher level competitions than some of their teammates. And they're able to pass that on um, just how to be a pro or how to be better at whatever it is. Um, And they're bringing that knowledge and experience. And when you have that knowledge and experience, you're kind of leading the way in that Avenue. And so that's really good uh, to have on the team to have some, maybe they're not super old, but they're, but they know what they're talking about their experience to have that experience in the locker room. So I'm excited for that as well. Absolutely. I know that you've been, you've had some hot takes about USA rugby lately. You want to air any of those uh, on the show here? <laughs> Obviously this is not a USA rugby show, but uh, what do you, what do you make of this, this disaster that is USA rugby right now? 
Hey, at least we're not rugby Canada. Yeah. So we'll start there. Sorry, Josh Larson. I (laughs) feel bad for you, man. Like you're a great player and Canada is a good team and it's a good rivalry we have with them. But I just think that it's embarrassing, you know, um, you know, all the credit in the world to Uruguay, um, to Chile, they're, they're outstanding rugby teams. Clearly they're getting better and they're, they're taking notes. Maybe they're taking their beatings from Argentina a, and they're, and they're figuring it out. Um, it just, it just boggles my mind, um, how the USA hasn't got there. The only, the only reason I can see for that is just that we have so many other sports competing for our athletes Mm -hmm. that maybe Chile and Uruguay don't have, you know, it's like down there, it's what baseball, soccer, right. And then rugby, yeah, you know? And then, so it's like, but we've got lacrosse, we've got soccer, football, baseball, uh, basketball. We've got, um, yeah, you know, and even some other sports that are, I, I, I would say, I hate to call I hate to call rugby a fringe sport, but let's just be real. It is a fringe sport. And so, but you've got wrestling is yeah. also a fringe sport. So we've got so many of these other things. Like, I don't know where Uruguay and Chile are at with wrestling, but I probably would venture to say the USA would spank them pretty bad. Um, and so it just bothers me that we're losing to teams. I feel like we shouldn't lose to, Yeah. Um, you know, and I think, but I don't know, I'm not in the locker room. I'm not, I'm not, there you know i have some i have some friends that have some loose connections into or not loose pretty tight connections to usa rugby they kind of have an idea of what's going on there mm-hmm. um i just don't know what to say i'm embarrassed i at least hopefully we make the world cup if us in canada both get shut out i think that that's an embarrassment for north american rugby and that's just my opinion it's unfathomable but it's it's a possibility at this point we can't rule it out i mean obviously canada is not going to make it, but USA, I mean, they still have to beat Chile. Uh, yep. So. yep. They do. Yeah. And you know what? Hey, and if the Chileans make it good for them, yeah. hell yeah. Good for them and good for Uruguay. They should, they deserve it. Right. If they get there and they won, they deserve it. That's why you play the qualifiers. That's why yep. those nations, you know, we're not six nations and we're not rugby championship. We don't get automatic bids. We got to earn our way right. and they earn their keep. And, and, and it, this is not to disparage any of the, the players that play USA rugby, man, be proud. Like you're representing your country. You're, you're the best we got. Yep. And maybe it's the game plan. Maybe it's the coaching. Maybe it's the, our country is just so large and you guys don't get to play together a lot. There's a lot of different things it could be. Maybe it's money. Cause USA is bankrupt and like multiple times now. Right. I just can't afford to put together the, the training camps and get everybody together. The only thing that I can just hope is as the MLR grows and professionalism grows and these guys can just focus more and more of their time on rugby. Right. I think that's the goal, right? That for sure. For sure. So we get better. I'm hopeful for the future, disappointed in the present. I mean, that's a great that's, way to sum it up. I mean, it's embarrassing yeah. and you have to be disappointed with what's going on currently, but you just have to hope for better things in the future. Um, hopefully we can get there. I know that the Halloween episode with the scrum of the earth podcast, I was able to join in with uh, Dave on that. And um, <laughs> we did a couple of things and then we got into USA rugby and I absolutely ripped and buried USA rugby because it was like pretty quickly removed from the um, New Zealand debacle but we got beat by yep. like 100 points or whatever. So I was mm-hmm. just, I was burying them. And, you know, he, he, he didn't keep that in the episode. Uh, maybe that was for the best. But, uh, yeah, man, it's just, the, the key word is, is embarrassing. It, it is embarrassing. Yeah. All, all you, know what's even, 
You know what's even more sad about the New Zealand loss is that was the first time we'd ever scored a try against them. Yeah. And that gets overshadowed by how bad we got beat yeah. down. Yeah. You know, and those guys are on holiday over here, you know, too. Don't forget, everybody, don't forget the Irish beat New Zealand All Blacks the first time in Chicago yep. in the United States. Yep. You, you think that had something to do with the All Blacks or in the United States and having a good time and partying up? probably didn't Perhaps. take them too seriously Perhaps. because the very next week or like two weeks later in Dublin, they absolutely beat the brakes off the Irish right. and left them for dead. So they're you know, just saying, you know, that's a New Zealand team that's coming over here, probably having a good time too. You know? yeah. <laughs> it's just like, we still lost, right. but Hey, on that note, the 1874 cup army sunk Navy. So there you go. Let's yeah. go. Let's go army. Go army beat Navy. Always. That's yeah. it. Always. Yeah. So hey, no, nobody nobody plays uh, Navy growing up. Just a quick plug. Right. <laughs> Got him. All right. Um, before we get you out of here, let's talk about your new podcast that you started up recently. Um, I'm drinking a beer. I have been throughout this. This is Phone Home by uh, Night Shift Brewing. Not a sponsor, but it's delicious. Um, talk about your podcast. All right. So it's called the, the Bald Guy Beer Review. It's me and a good old buddy of mine. Uh, named Alan. We're, we're bald and we're guys and we uh, review beers. Uh, so I used to work in alcohol production in the, in the beer industry and I'm a huge beer nerd. So inspired by your podcast, I was like, why not just do a podcast about beer? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But phone home, peanut butter, stout, night shift brewing out there in Everett, Massachusetts. Check them out. If you Delicious. like it. Delicious. Yep. I got a, I got a Massachusetts beer myself. I'll hold it up for the camera. Also not sponsored, but I got Doom Sauce by Lord awesome. Hobo, brewed in the, the hills of Woburn, Massachusetts. Nice. So if you don't know, Woburn is a town that sits in the hills just outside Boston, mm-hmm. uh, north of Boston. So check them out. They make they also make a nice beer called Boom Sauce. So this is Doom Sauce. It's the darker version. Huh. So yeah. But anyway, yeah. So we just uh so the goal with the the podcast is to drink and review beers and then also, you know, make it slightly like educational um about learning about craft beer, different styles, introducing people, tell them maybe some of the history of what they're drinking, and then talk to the brewers because I know a lot of people and they are interested in coming on my show. So that's awesome. Yeah, man. I'm excited for you, Chris, because I know, as you were saying, you were inspired by the Jack's Rangers show to do your own thing. And I was inspired by the um, Spurs Up show. Uh, it's a Carolina um, athletics podcast for the Gamecocks. It's a hugely successful. Um, Carolina just beat um, the, uh, Florida over the weekend in football, like 40 to 17. So everybody was calling in and very excited um this uh the monday for the daily crow which is something that he does uh, every single day monday through friday so um yeah i was inspired by him so it's just it's one of those things where you got to pay it forward a little bit and uh help out somebody that's asking for help if they're looking to you know start a podcast that sort of thing so i was i was very happy to give you any advice that you needed with regard to you know how to get this thing up and rolling and off the ground and i'm excited for you man um you know rugby and alcohol have a very close connection as you know like I, there's not a lot of people that are like in the program AA or sober that are involved in rugby. It's just, it's an interesting thing. Um, yeah, it, it goes certainly together is. like peanut butter and jelly. It really does. So um, yeah, I think we should do some collabs in the future. I think that would be a lot of fun. Yeah, man. I appreciate it. And I appreciate the kind words. Quick shout out to uh, the South and their culture of college football. Yeah. 
wasn't really aware of that. Spent some time recently down in the South. I was in Georgia and met some people from Alabama who does not have a professional football team. And you're literally either roll tide or war Eagle down there and it runs deep. So it's a pretty cool environment. Honestly, I'm not even like a huge college football fan, but I'm I'm about to be, I would love to go to an sec game, you know, I hear you. I'm, I'm just super excited. So I'm going to start looking into that. Maybe take a, take a trip. Yeah, man. I, I can't recommend the Gamecocks uh, more. <laughs> uh, it's, in, it's in my blood. I've got two Carolina tattoos. I went there. My family's gone there. So if you're looking for a team to, to pull for, there's no better fan base than the University of South Carolina fighting Gamecocks. Um, now, the football in the field is not always the best. You're not going to get a national championship anytime soon. But uh, if that's not really important to you, there's no better place than Columbia on a Saturday to watch Carolina football. Sounds good. I'm probably going to check them out. Good idea. So before we get you out of here, (laughs) one word association. So I'll say a word or two words. Uh, First thing that pops in your mind, throw it back at me. One word. I should be good for this. I don't know. We'll see. I'm ready. You've been been listening a lot to the show. So I know (laughs) you know how it works. Yeah, I do. All right. I'm ready. Send it. Here we go. New England. Duncans. All right. Boston. Baked beans. Too hard. Right. Sorry. <laughs> uh, MLR. Ooh. I don't know. I just got it's rugby. It's okay. gotta be. That's fine. That's fine. I know that's been used before, but US Army. Oh man. Number one. <laughs> you gotta know. But if uh right. Sure. Yeah, but but you got to be infantry. If you're not, then that sucks. <laughs> All right. Mystic River. Go blue. It's two words, but too bad. <laughs> Free jacks. Let's ride. Again, two words. But two words, bad. man. <laughs> That's okay. All right, cool, man. This has been awesome. We appreciate your time very much. Thank you for all the feedback that you provide to the show. Thank you for helping out whenever we ask you to to jump in if we need you. And, yeah, this has been awesome, man. Uh, Of course, we'll say one word to get you out of here, and I know you know what it is. Three, two, one. Huzzah! Huzzah! Woo! Huzzah, Rangers! This is Phil Harris again at the Jacks Rangers show. I've got Dave. He's rejoining us here. He's back, baby. And we've got Kyle, the Eagle, Sequera, a fan favorite. He's returning to the New England Free Jacks. Kyle, how the hell are you? I'm good. How are you guys? <laughs> good, man. We're happy to have you on here. Uh, you know, a fan favorite, one of my favorite players for sure. Um, just the luxurious locks. You know him when you see him. Kyle, um, for the folks that may have missed or the Rangers out there that did not see the first appearance that you had on the podcast, give us a rundown of your um, personal and your rugby background. All right. Yeah. Um, so, Grew up in uh, Putnam, Connecticut, which is like hour, a little bit longer outside of Boston. Um, started playing rugby when I was a freshman in high school and uh, absolutely fell in love with it. And then, yeah, played all through college and ended up just getting pretty lucky with uh, with getting set up with the Free Jacks. And, yeah, just been a local guy and I love playing for the Free Jacks. So it's just been working out really well. Very nice. I'm wearing your T-shirt today's show, sir. <laughs> I asked you last time, how surreal is it to have your face on a T-shirt? Um, you know, it's just this whole persona that you have with the hair, just the personality. Everybody really digs it, man. I think you're one of the favorite players of all of the fans out there, the Rangers. Um, I actually met your parents at the last home game of the season. Very nice people. 
Um, tell us how they helped you along the way with your athletic pursuits. Oh man, uh, I owe my parents so much just driving me everywhere. Uh, I was a huge hockey guy growing up mm -hmm. and just like driving me and my brother and sister just around to everywhere, all over New England, even farther than New England. Um, and it wasn't just like there was no ifs, ands, or buts about it. We're getting everybody to where they need to be. Um, and like they're pretty much just full support of me trying to chase my goals and dreams. Um, and I think that's like been a big help for me going forward. Like just knowing that I have that support behind me of them. And it's been like that my whole life. So it's just been um, an unreal thing from them. And I can never thank them enough for what they've done for me. Yeah, so if any of the Rangers out there happen to see Kyle's family at a, t a future tailgate, tell them hello and, and how great of a son they have. <laughs> uh, um, what have you been up to in the offseason, my friend? Yeah, um, so I've just been playing some games with Mystic River. Um, good to get a run with those guys. Um, been very fun. Uh, and then I've just been working. I've been working at this bar in Natick called Level 99. Uh, also partnered with Night Shift, and uh, they just opened up a couple months ago. It's a pretty cool place if you want to check it out. They have like some escape rooms and stuff like that, so it's it's pretty interesting. And uh, the beer there is great. Food's amazing too. So um, if you're ever in need, stop on by. Um, but yeah, other than that, just been working out and getting ready for the next upcoming season. Uh, Night Shift, if you're out there watching this for some reason, you can sponsor the show. We love your beer. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to quote directly from the press release from the Jacks about you coming back. <clears throat> the soul of the free Jacks lives deep within the luscious locks of Sequera's mullet. Uh, what do you make of that? Like, I mean, they've really leaned into this, this whole Eagle thing, you know, the whole, you're iconic, right? And, and they embrace that. What do you make of all that? Um, I mean, it's, it's cool because like I just it's just who I am like right. not even just like not even just like an ego kind of thing just like that's just who I am day in day out um and like the look is just I don't know I always wanted to be different mm -hmm. um so like just to have the look is pretty just different in general um and they just I think it's awesome just how they just let me be who I am um and not let it get in the way of everything else, you know? So I think it's pretty pretty awesome. For sure. I agree. Uh, my cat uh, is just drawn to you, I guess, as well, because she's trying to jump up on my seat to, just to get a glimpse <laughs> of you. Um, talk about – so I didn't even write this down, but I wanted to ask you because every time that you get subbed onto a game, I've noticed that, you know, anytime you make a tackle or something like that, just the crowd erupts. Do you, do you hear that from the crowd or are you just so focused on the game that you're not really noticing what's going on? Oh, uh, definitely when I get in the game, it, you could definitely, I definitely get the, like when it gets louder, I definitely tell like I'm coming on the field and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's pretty, I love the, how that happens. Just like the fans know, like, yeah, I am a fan favorite. Um, and like, I just love the support from everybody. Um, and hopefully that keeps on coming through to uh, 2021. This is and year honestly. four well, with you with the Free Jacks. What excites you about coming back to the team this season? Um, 
number one, seeing all the guys again. Uh, I think we're keeping a pretty good majority of the crew around. So just to see everybody. And then my second thing is just to be working with the new coaches, uh, Scott and Mike, um, just taking what they bring to the table, um, their learning styles and stuff like that, um, just to become a – and then finally just become a better play, player overall, um, just get a little bit better every day. That's all I can really ask for. Uh, speaking of getting better, what are your personal goals for the upcoming season? Uh, personal goals, huh? Oh man, put me on the spot now. <laughs> um, just say M- M- MLR MVP. That's all. We, that's, <laughs> that'll get you out of everything. Uh, personal goal, probably more of a team goal. Just try to make it into the playoffs. To be honest with you, um, really just want to win, man. No, <laughs> as long as the team, as long as the team wins, I'm I'm happy. So. Whatever I can do to get the team to make a playoff push and even a MLR shield, so that's pretty much where I'm. My head's at. Love that. Just win, man. Love that. Yes, yeah, a win. Great, great slogan to go by. Um, so, what is your favorite moment in a Jacks jersey last season, and what are your overall impressions of the first full season for the Free Jacks? Uh, my first favorite. All right probably my favorite moment was when we played our last game in Quincy, just to see like all the support that we had from the fans and everything. Um, but like, not to say like every home game was pretty much like that. Like all the support that we had from the fans was just pretty awesome. Um, I think that's probably my like favorite moment because growing up playing rugby, like there probably wasn't a lot of people at that game. So it's just pretty cool to see, um, people that also enjoy rugby and that we can put a good product on the field. Mm-hmm. Um, and my first, my first thoughts of like the full season that I've actually had, um, it's fun. Um, it's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. Um, never like I wouldn't trade anything in the world for it. Um, just overall, like going to see places that I'd never thought I'd be able to go see, um, and have rugby taken there is just something that is pretty incredible. Um, and I never thought I'd be in the position that I am now. So um, it's just pretty cool. And I uh, can't wait to keep going and see what happens this season. Very cool. Uh, so I'm going to let Dave take over for a little bit. Dave, go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> Thanks, Kyle. Uh, you mentioned that you've been playing for Mystic River this fall. Uh, fans who've been watching the roster, including me, have been noticing um, how many free jacks are on that team. And that's got to be a really cool opportunity to get to play uh, with those guys and different levels and with different mixes of players. Um, Can you talk about that a little bit, what that environment is like? Um, Maybe like on, on a Saturday, like how are those matches different? Do they feel different than an MLR match? And is it typical that you also are lining up against a team with like three to six MLR players on it in the ARP, the premiership highest level of club play in the U.S.? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's pretty interesting. Like uh, the games are still pretty up there. I mean, I think the big difference between these games and MLR games is like um, – don't show up as early like everyone's kind of just laid back a little bit more um not to mention like we still take everyone still takes it very seriously um and yeah it's not it's not pretty it's pretty uh common to line up against guys that play in the MLR 
Um, wife probably has like nine or 10 guys that are from <laughs> ATL. Yeah. Um, and same with old blue and Nyack. Um, so yeah, you see, you pretty much see everybody week in, week out. Um, but we're all friends too. At the end of the day, like everyone knows who everyone is. Um, we all catch up after the game. That's probably the biggest, I think that's probably the biggest thing is that the socials after the game, like guys get to catch up more um, and talk with pretty much guys from other clubs and see how it is and stuff like that, which I think is pretty cool. Um, but I think as a club, Mr. Griffin, we take it pretty seriously. Yeah. And uh, all the guys, all the guys are pretty much pushing to um, have further aspirations of playing higher level rugby, which I think is good. Um and yeah, I think I've been playing with most of those guys for a couple of years now. So I think uh, we're all really good friends and I, I really, really enjoy playing there. It's a lot that's, of fun. That's really great. I hadn't really considered the social aspect about how, you know, ARP would just, you get a little bit more, you know, leaning, not leniency, but bandwidth. You're kind of in control of yourself a little bit more. I'm sure that when you're on a team trip, you know, that's being run. And uh, it's got to be cool to be able to socialize with those guys and, and just catch up and, and shoot the breeze. Um, you know, everybody jokes about rugby is a sport where you can, you know, step on a guy's face during the game and then he'll buy you a beer afterwards and be like, hey, you're the guy who stepped on my face. You know, it's good, <laughs> good to see you. So it's, it's really cool to, to hear about that kind of um, friendship and camaraderie, you know, between the, the players. That's what I think everybody at the – you know, kind of amateur club level would hope to hope to see. So it's, it's really neat. Um, have you gotten a chance to meet any of the new signings like uh, Holden Younger or Kale Hodgson, any, any of those guys? And what are your impressions so far? Yeah. Uh, so I've been hanging out with Holden for a little bit now since Mystic started. Um, class guy, salt to the earth type person. Uh, I'm really excited to see what he can do on the field this season. And then Kale, I live. I actually live with Kale right now. Um, <laughs> he's also a great guy. Uh, he's currently away still. He's, uh, I think he's in Missouri right now. But yeah, he's an awesome guy. Um, been really quiet lately, but once uh, he opens up around you, he really is a good guy. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to see what he has on the field too as well. Awesome. Very cool. Holden Younger was coaching my daughter about, uh, what time is it? Nine o'clock now as we record this. So about nine hours ago, he was, he was coaching her at the, uh, mystic free Jacks combo, uh, youth clinic. So really enjoyed that. She, uh, she had a blast. Um, and it's really cool, cool work they're doing down there too. So listeners check, check that stuff out. Check the free Jacks website for their clinics. They have free. They got two more coming up. Um, on Sundays in the fall before we really hit that winter off season. So lots of opportunities. Um, you mentioned travel as uh, one of the cool things about Major League Rugby. What has been one of your favorite cities to play away matches in? Man. Um, I think the first season, the first season was cool because we did like a, we did a, a two week trip of Vegas, yeah. which is pretty cool. Um, and then we did like, the other one we did was a week-long trip, and then we played San Diego on a Saturday, and then we stayed in San Diego for the week, and then we played Seattle, so we flew up there. I think that, that trip was just unreal. Seeing We got to go to the San Diego Zoo, which is pretty cool, um, practice at San Diego State. Um, but, yeah, 
the downtown part was it was just cool to see another totally different city than Boston pretty much um and it was warm (laughs) (laughs) it was in the dead of February here so (laughs) yeah good place to spend a week in February San Diego for sure exactly (laughs) awesome and we got uh just a few weeks away we got Thanksgiving coming up so I'm gonna ask uh I'm gonna ask you favorite Thanksgiving side and favorite pie what are you picking you can only have one all right. Oh man, favorite Thanksgiving side. My my grandma does amazing uh meats uh stuffing, which is Ooh. unreal. Uh, right. it's either that or broccoli or gratin that my dad makes, and you put bro- uh bacon in it, and gets like five different types of cheeses, and oh, it's really good. So those two things, and then my favorite pie. Um, I'm a big pumpkin guy. Love pumpkin pie. It's very simple. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Good slice of pumpkin pie is is just about perfect. I had one after dinner tonight, so may may or may <laughs> not have inspired that question. Awesome. That's it for me. Thank you, Kyle. Uh, I think Phil has a couple more um, questions for you. Really appreciate your time, and it's great talking to you again. Oh, great talking to you too, man. Alrighty. Um. So sticking with the Christmas or uh, Thanksgiving theme. Christmas tree before Thanksgiving or after Thanksgiving? What do you think? After, because we get a live we get a live tree every year, so yeah, for and sure. The cats, the, the cats play with the tree, and yeah. just like, <laughs> oh yeah, no, no, no. After the people that put up a Christmas tree before Thanksgiving or right now, those lunatics, you're certifiable a, a psychopath for sure. You seek professional help. Seriously. <laughs> that is insane. <laughs> All right. Um, we'll do one word association and then get you out of here, my friend. Okay. Um, so I'm going to say a series of word or maybe one word. First thing that pops in your mind, throw it back at me. Okay. All right. United States of America. Oh, home. Eagle. Bird. <laughs> uh, MLR. Rugby. <laughs> Boston. Um, City. Okay. Bruins. Favorite team. All right. Woodgee. Mascot. <laughs> that's correct. <laughs> I'm waiting for somebody to say Mags's fever dream because that's definitely what Woodgee is. Right. Um, but, yeah, that's all we got for you, man. Appreciate your time as always, and we'll see you on the pitch. And the final thing we'll do before we get out of here, I almost forgot. Um, we're going to say huzzah in three, two, one. Huzzah! Huzzah! Woo! All right, Rangers, tell us how we did. Send us an email at jacksrangershow at gmail.com. Also, interact with us on social media. We are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as Jack's Rangers. Did want to mention that the 1st Regiment had our first charity event uh, last weekend. And what we did is something called Extra Life. It is a program of the Children's Miracle Network Hospitals. Myself, Doc, and uh, Dave McVeigh, which is the other outrider on the show, we all participated in this and we we played games and raised over $2,350. That is over our goal of two 
$2,000. So all of that money is going to the Children's Miracle Network hospitals out there. All right. I also did want to mention that there is going to be a first regiment meeting. We had to postpone it. Uh, the the 10th, we're not a, we were not able to do that one. Um, Doc got called into work that date. So we have postponed that until the 21st of November at noon. This is going to be same place, same time, just a different date, the 21st of November at the Fowler House Cafe there in Quincy, Massachusetts at high noon, baby. We will see you there. This is very important. All of these you know, meetings that we have, our Continental Congress meetings, if you will, are extremely important. But right now is really crucial in cementing the structure of the organization that is the 1st Regiment, which of course, if you're not aware, is the supporters group of the Free Jacks. So yeah, hope to see all of you guys out there on the 21st of November at Fowler's House Cafe in Quincy, Mass. Final thing we always like to do here on the show is on this day in American Revolutionary War history, General Thomas Sumpner wins the Battle of Fish Dam that was on November the 9th of 1780. Okay. General Thomas Sumpner, some of you may know this, some of you may not. His nickname was the Fighting Gamecock. My my university that I went to, the University of South Carolina, is the Fighting Gamecocks, named after him. So awesome, awesome connection there with myself and my university. Go Gamecocks. Did want to mention, for those that are listening to this on Tuesday night or maybe Wednesday morning or early afternoon, tune in to the Jacks Rangers show on Facebook, our page, or just the Free Jacks page, there is going to be a live event, the Let's Ride series that Big Joe produces for the Free Jacks that's going to be taking place tomorrow, which is Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern time, which is the 10th of November. I'm going to be on that episode live. I'm going to be flying down to North Carolina tomorrow morning. I will get there at around noonish, and by four o'clock, fingers crossed, I will be ready uh, to be broadcasting live with Dallin. We're going to do a little special something for all of the season ticket holders, or some of the season ticket holders, rather, for the Free Jacks. I'll be a part of that. Broadcasting from my uh, my hometown there in North Carolina, Kings Mountain. So super excited about that. I've got alumni weekend this weekend at the University of South Carolina for the rugby team. I don't know if you got, I've told you guys this, but I am now on, I was appointed to the University of South Carolina Board of Trustees for the rugby team. So this is going to be an awesome weekend for me. It's my first time back as an alumni uh, for the rugby team in terms of ch- hanging out with them during their alumni weekend. So that's going to be awesome. Very nostalgic. Extremely excited about that. So yeah, man, uh, a lot of things going on here at the Jacks Rangers show. But yeah, I appreciate you guys hanging in there with me. We're going to get through the silly season that's almost over 88 days until kickoff, guys. I will see you soon. If not later on this month and then in the month of December, maybe we'll do a little Christmas episode for you. But for now, huzzah. Let's ride. Saddle up. Woo!